What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wrestling Shed Alive. Use that term loosely, but uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a little Wrestling Shed party tonight. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Chad Everett, your host, your party host, your savior. So crack open a nice cold one. It's Saturday night. We're in the shed. It's May 1st. See if we can get a little party going here tonight. I got a few invites sent out to our shed members. And we have a few people waiting. Let's see. Let's admit them. Admit all. Bloop. Hello. Hello. What's going on? What's that going on, man? Brett Butler in the house, finally. Connecting. Again, I apologize for the webcam. Uh, not really the best quality, but it's the best we can do right now. Yeah, no sweat, man. How's it going, man? Good, actually, just uh, catching that uh, Stone Cold podcast with uh, Jericho for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, so that, I found that pretty interesting. Uh, I find it pretty interesting that they're kind of sticking to just like WWE and WCW. Yeah. I you know, it. not really, you know, I figured it'd be a little bit more AEW stuff, but yeah, I guess make sense. We got Corey Ware in the Firefly Funhouse. Excellent. Corey Ware, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad, Chad. How about yourself? Uh, I could be better, to be quite honest. I don't want to be one of those curmudgeons, but I'm dealing with some technical difficulties. But, uh, yeah, we'll get through it, of course. Yeah, you're coming from the, the blurry tech background there. I'm coming from 1999, <laughs> baby. But, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll persevere, hopefully. <laughs> so, fellas... Uh, for this uh, second, technically second episode of Wrestling Shed Live, uh, we've got a few, uh, few little uh, topics we're going to cover, and we're not going to go too in-depth, but at the same time, don't be afraid to give your opinions. Uh, let's start it out with uh, TV, TV this week. So what was everyone's overall thoughts of uh, what you watch. So basically, uh, Corey, we'll start with you. Um, I know you're a, a fan of pretty much everything. So what did you start off with this week? Did you watch Raw? Did you watch AEW? Did you watch NXT Impact? I skipped Raw, uh, but I did catch up on it a little bit today. Uh, yeah. I watched NXT and AEW. And I barely slogged through SmackDown before <laughs> this session tonight. Yeah. And I caught up on NJPW and MLW as well. <laughs> excellent, excellent. You're a, you're a little bit more ahead of me, to be honest with you. I haven't uh, caught up on uh, New Japan or Major League in, I'd say, about two months. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm I'm still I'm still like uh, keeping up with it, but I haven't really watched it, so I, I got to catch up with that stuff. Um, what were your overall thoughts on Raw? Uh, Raw is garbage, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, it's the longest few hours of television that I've ever seen. Yeah. And the booking on it is just, uh, it's just abysmal to me. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand half of what they're doing. Like, they broke up the Hurt Business, and that's gone nowhere ever since, and... They keep putting the tag champ, the women's tag champs out there every week. Don't yeah. really do anything with the titles, but <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, frustrating. Uh, Brett, are you a fan of the uh, WWE? Do you watch Raw? 
yeah, I'll like I'll flick back and forth on Raw. Like I'm kind of your traditional old school fan. Still hopes for a hot first segment. Yeah, flicks, flicks back and forth. You know, kind of follows it. A lot of times for me, I'll kind of watch it through like maybe Monday night, watch a recap of it. Uh, I find right now, like everything is just what's the next pay per view. How can we add to the next storyline? And that's all they do now. So there's no continuity. There's no slow burn. It's just, you know, pretty much jumping from. And the sad thing is, it's just the title picture. Uh, The women's scene is not bad on this. Like, you know, you do have your your odd solid match there, but it's few and far between, really. You know, the Charlotte Flair angle was pretty good. I'll give them that. To be honest, I'm not like uh, Mr. Rah-Rah, Women's Revolution, Revolution, no. whatever. But at the same time, I'll be quite honest, the women's stuff over the past, like, well, not so much now because it is kind of uh, coming to an end. But the women's yeah. stuff was, in my opinion, the more interesting stuff to get into and the more uh, enjoyable matches to watch. I agree with that to a point. Um, the women's like singles roster is great. But all these tag teams that they're just trying to force down our throats every week. Yeah, it's just brutal. Like, yeah, yeah, so many. Point of having those tag titles. When was the last time that those titles were on NXT? I mean, they're supposed to be on every brand. Right. But now that they got their own titles on NXT, I guess they're not going to do that anymore. You just kind of phase that out. Exactly. I mean, mean, they got the, you know, uh, Mandy and Dana. They threw them together and gave them a new look and everything like that. That went nowhere. <laughs> they, they did get rid of that uh, stupid fucking pink, uh, what you said, maybe. Yeah, like, the pink swimsuits. The glow was, jobbers uh, outfits. That was the step back. Yeah. Uh, about 20 years in the women's revolution right there. <laughs> it was just ugly. I mean, I didn't find anything wrong with them. Like, obviously, I like the look of them, but uh, they, they were just ugly. They looked like they were like shoddily made. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Didn't do it for me. Give the give the illusion of being able to see through, but it's really just yeah. fabric. It's like okay, pantyhose, like whatever. But yeah. I think yeah, they just have so much talent right now that they they, they honestly don't know what they're going to do with any of this. Yeah, uh, I think they have too much. Uh, they they have do. They really do many. have too much, and <laughs> that kind of leads me to uh, a little news bit from this week. I don't know if you fellas were keeping up on. Uh, the MLW possible relationship with WWE that came up about uh, Thursday. I yes. think uh, there were some talks of maybe using some of the unused talent from NXT and, and even WWE maybe to uh, go on those shows. So what do you think about something like that? I think it'll be great. Uh, I'm a big fan of MLW. Uh, I caught, When I heard that they were trying to build this kind of working relationship, my thought immediately went to how can they get Jacob Fatu onto WWE programming as a member yeah. of, you know, Roman's family and stuff, even as even that maybe he cool. could come in and challenge Roman for head of the table sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, I wish there was a way to kind of maximize, I think, getting the women onto MLW because there's not really a large women's presence on MLW at all. That's what I was uh, going to say. I think they only have like one or two women, don't they? There's only two there at the moment. Well, they have Selena Delorento with all this Azteca underground yeah. stuff that's going on right now. But in terms of wrestling, they don't really do anything. <laughs> no. So, I mean, for them to take like even Aaliyah or Jesse Camilla or even uh, Zia Lee, 
yeah. use them and uh, maybe give them some more uh, opportunities and stuff. It would work out, but it just honestly, like you said, it shows that they 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 have too much talent and they just hoarded everybody. Obviously, so yeah. uh, it's only right <laughs> that they can spread the wealth. I think, um, the big, I think the big thing is too we got to look at you know kind of how Finn Balor's success of you know some people might have to take a step back or you know, fill up NXT UK a little bit better. You know, have these people go back, go to more of a predominant role, develop them more, you know, give them a little bit more. Like right now, like at first I was kind of like, oh, poor old Phil, Finn Balor. But again, I'm, you know, I don't love Finn Balor, but I like him again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely lost cause on Raw or, or SmackDown, whatever he was doing on the main roster. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool when he went down. I was excited to see him and I think he's done pretty well. Obviously, and, you know, the big thing WWE got to do is they got to let these wrestlers highlight themselves against wrestlers, just not these stupid storylines. And that's one thing that NXT has always given us, like pure wrestling. So it kind of shows right. why don't you think Adam Cole has never come up? Because they don't have a fucking part of my language. Don't have a clue what they're going to do with him. Yeah. You know? Like, it's it's sad to say he's probably one of the most talented guys they have. Probably one of the best guys on the mic. Right. But it's time like right now he's just like okay you're gonna be a heel again <laughs> you know go back yeah. let's set you back you know just before uh undisputed and let's start it over again you know so i'm, I'm cool with it. i like adam cole no matter what he's doing uh went last live show i went to in toronto like between woos and adam cole baby that's all you heard so yeah you know, he's well liked I kind of wonder now if they kind of painted themselves into a corner with Adam Cole on NXT. Like, he's been the champion multiple times. He's had every belt. I mean, what really else can you do with him now? <laughs> I, I kind of thought that when they got through this thing with Kyle O'Reilly, that that was his avenue to get away and get up to the main roster. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was where they were going. But, you know, seeing his promo yeah. this week on the show... I was like, well, obviously he's sticking around. Like, just, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I guess with Karrion Cross maybe having an in in history of injuries, I think Triple H kind of wants his boy still down there, kind of saying, hey, if the belt, he gets injured, we can always put it back on Adam Cole and always make sense. Yeah. Like that's definitely the only reason I think he's there. Like, someone gets hurt, mm-hmm. put, the, put the belt on Cole, put the North America on Cole. <laughs> Which is sad. I mean, they have so many deserving title holders oh, down there. I mean, I mean, what? this making of Kyle O'Reilly, I yeah. mean, is a prime opportunity. If Karrion Cross ever got injured, you know, yeah. they could easily shift the belt onto Kyle. I, I, I think. And in terms of like the North American title, there's so many worthy contenders there that barely wrestle now anymore. Like it just seems like Gargano has this stranglehold on it, and. Nobody else is getting. It. I thought for sure Bronson Reed was going to win. I didn't see Yeah, uh, takeover, and then he didn't. And now they're kind of building him back up again by giving him another title shot. I was like, why didn't you do it on the bigger stage rather than now? Right. It's like and there's other people there, like Theory <laughs> and Thatcher, and even you know Champa. Even I mean, I mean they're doing great work there now, and you know I don't see them getting ahead, and they're not moving up the card any. No, I mean they got Champa or Champa with uh, Thatcher in a tag team now. Like, okay, I guess, but I don't know. I don't want to see them in a tag team. I don't either. <laughs> I think they're. Uh, I think they're doing like Triple H is definitely like I don't. I'm not a big uh, Triple H fan at all, but 
he's going back to the old school, like some of slow burn to a mm-hmm. point. Like the tag team division now, he's really building that. Like you look at all the people who are after picking from UK or Impact, like they're looking solid. Yeah. So I guess, you know, with Champa and I don't know, like that's the type of thing too. They can just turn on each other in a second and you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but that's you know, and like they always have tag teams and they always split those tag teams up. <laughs> Yeah. Or they'll take this guy and this guy and they'll make them a tag team and then yeah. they'll split those guys up. Yeah. For everybody. Like, why can't they just have teams that are just good teams <laughs> and just teams? And I think they're going that way with Thatcher and Champa again. Like, there's that whole thing where Thatcher was kind of, you know, pounding around with the guys from Imperium from their time in Ring Comp or whatever it was yeah. over in the UK. Yeah. And then that kind of got dropped when Thatcher was off TV for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, this week they come back and him and Champ are our buddy buddy and we're going to go fight, you know, grizzly young veterans. Exactly. <laughs> okay. This whole pandemic has really screwed up a lot of things. So, I mean, <laughs> I think uh, if the pandemic wasn't around, uh, my number one pick to go, and I mean, that's not to say he wouldn't want to do because obviously he enjoys his life in America, but one guy that I would love to see on the UK brand and like fight Walter is Cesaro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Totally agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I mean, he's getting his opportunity right now, but he's not going to win. Yeah, I, I kind of commented on that earlier in the chat about when I finished watching SmackDown. I was like, it's great that they're getting behind Cesaro now and kind of, you know, showcasing what he can do and pushing him as a single star. Yeah. But yeah. they put him right up at the top against Roman. And you know he's not going to win. Exactly. So, how long after that does it just kind of fizzle and he's right back to where he started before? I mean, they should have had a few, even a lengthier run against Rollins or a couple of other people on the way up, you know, but uh, I think they've rushed it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, spinning their tires, really. Mm. But uh, moving on to AEW, Brett, you're a big fan of AEW? Yeah, I, I am a big fan. Like, I, I must say I'm a AEW gives me that big WCW type feel, um, that New Japan infusion. I'm I'm not a big fan of the fake Bullet Club they got kind of going on there. Like they're I don't know what they're doing there unless Bullet Club Japan's going to invade, and you know, maybe that's going to happen. You know we're kind of getting little, you know, even that promo from uh, El Fantasmo this week, like that kind of that's big in my opinion. Like people don't realize how big that is. Like he is one of the main uh, members of. Uh, New Japan um, Bullet Club, and he's a great wrestler. He is. Like, he, he's amazing. Like I'm. Like I. One thing I don't see over there is a whole lot of interviews. So I'm not sure how he's on the mic, but for like in ring wise, like he can. He's going to be able to go in anywhere. Actually, I hope like him and TJP or Josh Alexander, or like they're that's going to be some amazing. Or uh, uh, Ace Austin, that's going to be some amazing matches. Did either of you guys uh, catch the Impact Rebellion pay per view from this Sunday? Yeah, I yeah. watched. Uh, I watched most of it, and I must say that triple that triple threat uh, X division match. I'd yeah. put that up any match so far I watched this year. Yeah, it was really good. I gotta like, say, yeah, Alexander and, is you know next level. I mean, to me, he's oh just my crazy. God. <laughs> those those guys. It was just, it was one of those matches where they were just going like. You know, a hundred miles per hour the whole match. You're just like, yeah. holy shit. like, and like just to even have that in ring continuity and just to make it look so good. 
Mm. Like some people don't realize, like there's so much talent out there. It's just, you gotta, you gotta watch it. You know, and we'll be looking back two or three years down the road and watching this match again and again on the, you know, those. <laughs> right. I yes. find like now, like, especially in the internet era, we spend a lot of time complaining and criticizing stuff so much that you kind of don't appreciate it so much in the moment. Cause I've gone back and watched stuff over the past, like three and four years that I, watched at the time and i was like yeah it's all right but then i watched it back and i was like man that's fucking pretty good you know so like i think we kind of gotta maybe lighten up a little bit on certain things but yeah. at the same time you know go ahead impact oh, I, I agree Our <laughs> moments so you know like there, there's no doubt about that so oh yeah well they're limited but they do have a little bit of talent there too so their pay-per-views are solid i'll give them that until yeah. two four-man tags Three-man tags, way too much with washed-up old talent versus, uh, like, I must say that Morsi, uh, that was pretty good. Like, they got me there. He looks good. Definitely. And he looked good, so I was kind of, I was figuring he, uh, I seen him on an independent, uh, something where he showed up, so I was like, yeah, he's coming back pretty soon somewhere, so. Yeah. Well, that was good. Yeah, I thought it was okay, uh, you yeah. know. I, mean, I, was, I was never a fan of cast at all no, but, no. Man, he, he looks like he's ripped to pieces now like he looks like he could get in here and do some damage so yeah he's kind of interested to see what he'll do now as long as enzo doesn't come along with him i'm perfectly fine with it <laughs> i wonder uh i wonder how uh impacts wellness policy is so i think, I think <laughs> yeah i'd say that's pretty much why i think they kind of put the blind eye up to it this <laughs> oh, away gosh. yeah yeah my yeah. cage kind of shattered that whole uh theory Oh my god! I, I even think that Cass looks like he's way bigger than Cage. Like he looks insane. Uh, he looks like he should come out with just syringes hanging out of his arm or something. Like, right. <laughs> but what are the what's the likeliness of maybe Enzo showing up in Impact? Possibly. I know right now that they did try to do an angle. I believe about a year ago before COVID, they showed up in the crowd and kind of. That was that was uh, Ring of Honor. Oh, sorry. Super super yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. About that. yeah. Okay. Um, I know right now, wherever they're doing independent stuff, Enzo is with them. So, yeah. yeah. Hard to say, man. And Impact's they probably got a bigger uh, booking fee if they're booked together. So, God love them. Uh, <laughs> or oh, Hornswoggle. So, well, I don't know. <laughs> I think we might have another guest popping in here. Oh, it's my brother. Oh, hello. <laughs> Mr. Harry Weir, how are you, buddy? One, two, is this on? <laughs> Jack, Jack, hello? What's up, bro? How's it going, guys? Good, man. Thanks Good. for hopping on with us. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just getting home, you know. Joining the party. Yeah, I just got home from looking at a very awkward um, uh, blind date at Tim Hortons. Uh, people still blind date during the pandemic, if you can believe that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think a lot of blind dates go down at Tim Hortons. Well, you know, yeah. it seems to be a Went nice all out. spot. <laughs> but uh, me and my si- I'm just going to say a quick story. Me and my sister, or my sister and I were there one day, and uh, my sister's like 15 years older than me. She's, you know, whatever, married and stuff. We were out shooting the shit, having a coffee one day, and this guy's like glancing over. And uh, I got up to get uh, napkins or like straw or something. And he went over to her and he was like, uh, L- Lorraine? And she, her name is Karen. She was like, uh, no. 
<laughs> oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. So anyway, sat down. We were shooting the shit, finishing up our coffee. I went to the bathroom, came back, and she looked at me. She was like, what the f- is going on here? I said, what do you mean? She's like, a guy came in, nice looking fella, you know, sports jacket on stuff, sweater. Came over to me and goes, Jackie? I said, what? He's like, yeah, another blind date, I guess. So, yeah, Tim Hortons apparently is a popular meeting spot for the old blind dates. Oh, my God, is it ever? Like, and buddy. And so how did you make out, Harry? How was he? Oh, he was, he was, uh, Definitely a skeet for sure. Like he yeah. had a old red Corvette. He jumped in that. Like he sat in the car. Like he was rolling up some weed or something after. Like clearly he felt that it had gone well because he was like, "Oh yeah, you got this." Celebration type thing. He was, and then he peeled out like he was strike force. It was it was great. <laughs> but last, there was no girl in the car. Except there was no girls in cars. Hilarious. Uh, Harry, we're just running down. You didn't miss a lot, to be honest with you. We're just running down a little bit of the TV we caught up with this week. Uh, did, what was on your watch list this week? Did you watch any uh, WWE, uh, NXT, AEW, Impact, maybe? I watch um, everything except for Raw and Impact. Okay. Uh, now, the like AEW, Dark and Elevation, I try not to get bogged down in those too much. Okay, okay. What was your main thoughts? Like, we're running down a little bit of impact now. Uh, you didn't catch any of that. But what was your main thoughts on AEW? Like, what was your uh, highlights of the week, should you say? Definitely, I thought the highlight of AEW this week was the was the parlay between the pinnacle and the inner circle. Yeah. Burn on. Oh, my God. Are you really my brother? <laughs> the parlay. I am. I'm I am. so tired of everything that the inner circle does has to be some sort of convoluted segment. Every time that they're on television, and it drives me patty. <laughs> go back to rule number one of Chris Jericho: when you got TV time, you take advantage of it, and that's why <laughs> he's taking advantage so right, of it. So right now, he is—he's a walking. I can't wait to, for someone to catch on, so I can make another T-shirt or another bubbly, or like that's—that's that's Jericho's waiting for. So he just keeps doing things, doing things, doing things. Eventually, we're going to be like. Man, that Jericho, he did it again, you know, like, so we're, you know, we, we complain about it, but Mm. on to the point, like, I'm like, listen, just let him do whatever he wants. And, you know, he still wrestles. He still looks okay. It's not like Nate coming back and like, you know, saying like, this last time I'm going to see Nature Boy on TV. (laughs) Oh, I I respect this hustle. Don't get me wrong. Jericho is probably the the biggest hustler. He's always working, and I mean, like you said, he can turn anything into a, a gimmick or a catchphrase. But that's fine. I would have wouldn't have mind maybe if it was just Jericho and MJF talking, but they yeah. gave Spears a mic, and I was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, you brought in Tully Blanchard to be his mouthpiece, and you still let him talk. The guy is useless. <laughs> and then thankfully they gave the mic then to Sammy Guevara, who made him look like a complete ass. <laughs> But I mean, the whole thing, like every time that there's something going on with the inner circle, they got to have this big production and it eats up so much of the TV time. I'm like, it drives me insane. <laughs> as many people as it might be turning away, I'm sure it's, there's so many people like Harry there who uh, is tuning in for that. So oh, yeah. You can't really blame them. Uh, there was a couple of upsets on Dynamite this week. Uh, Brian Cage beat Hangman Page yeah. and Orange Cassidy beat Pentagon. I was very surprised with Paige losing. That was crazy. 
It was surprising, but I mean, Brian Cage needed that win, really. Oh yeah, he needs to win against a top a top person for sure. Yeah, and then might be Orange Cassidy beating Penta. Um, I don't. I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan (laughs) at all. I'm not Um, either. It's just so repetitive. The same stuff starts every match, and oh my god, it just irritates me. (laughs) I'm you know I'm all for comedy in wrestling. Like I like Colt Cabana, and you know I used to even watch some of the Shakara stuff when it was on the go. And, you know, there's a place for it, but to present Orange as a serious competitor all the time when he's doing these stupid things, uh, I don't know. I don't see a place for him. But he's popular. Yeah, I find he's a bit of a one-trick pony. You know, mm-hmm. you see it once, you've seen it all, basically. But, yeah. I mean, he does have some talent, obviously. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, so we should just drop the act and just wrestle. I mean, he's great. <laughs> yeah. There's no real evolution to him yet, but at the same time, it's only been a year and a half or so, so we'll see. Kind of hopeful that the end of the match where he cheated to win might be something. Might be something yeah. there. Maybe he'll turn or something. Maybe that might be something different for him. <laughs> right. Uh, Darby Allen retained his uh, TNT championship in the main event against Preston Ten Vance. Mm. Second straight main event for Darby Allen, and to be quite frank, I've seen a lot of criticism online. A lot of people are tuning out. A lot of people are kind of like, eh, bored with it. And uh, want to see him in more competitive matches, maybe? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think think they just need to get him the hell away from Sting, personally. I was like, it's too, like, like, what's he supposed to be? Sting's youthful ward? Like, I I don't get it. Like, he's a good character on his own. It's like, you know. Yeah, I don't see any payoff with Derby. I mean, I like the idea that Derby was in the main event because he's the TNT champion. He's the highest, I mean, outside of the world championship, he's the title holder. So it makes sense that his match would be in the main event. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, this week's wasn't as good as the one against Jungle Boy, which I thought was easily a match of the year candidate already. But, yeah, I agree with Harry. Uh, you know, Derby's time with Sting to start was great. You know, it gave Sting something to do, but Where's it going? Like, it doesn't seem like there's any sort of end game for Sting's involvement with Derby. Not yeah, going to really fight. I, I can't see them fighting. I, I can't oh. either. And what, what's <laughs> going to happen? Is Sting going to turn against Derby or is Derby going to turn against Sting? I mean, Derby's one of their most popular guys right now. So yeah. I can't see him doing that. But at the same uh, time, I can't see him turning Sting either. I don't know. What I is know. And Sting is just, he's just there. Like, you know, he doesn't talk yeah. anymore. He's just there. He looks old too, man. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not one yeah. to say it, but he looks fucking old. He looks really old. Like, yeah, incredibly old. He is old. Yeah, that's, he that's, is. That's, yes, he's 61 or something. Now. I mean, but it was already right back in the nineties. I mean, uh, wrestling is a, is a, a cosmetic uh, business, but there's some yeah. people out there that are older than they than that, that look younger than they are. But Sting, he's not holding up, man. He's not holding up to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was all right back in the 90s when Sting had dropped down from the heavens out of the ceiling with a baseball bat and all hands would bail out. Yeah. But I mean, when I watched it, what was it last week? Sting whipped out the baseball bat and Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook, and a host of others all bailed out like, you know, like the place was on fire. And it yeah. was 61-year-old Sting with a baseball bat. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's essentially an old man would walk <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I, I think the fact <laughs> guys, that last guys, week... Didn't you watch the pay-per-view with him and uh, Darby Allen? 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'll put asses in the seats right there. <laughs> Sting versus is, you gotta like you gotta look at like I gotta be the heel here. I'm sorry. Like I Sting can do whatever he wants. Like and the thing is with it, we're being criticized, we're being critical of someone who came back, wants to do it his own way. WWE treat him like absolute shit. I hate it almost every single moment. I used to get my hopes up every time. I was like, when he went against Ed Rollins, I was like, "Noddy Champions, ooh, like maybe this is Vince giving him back. Like he was gonna win it. Then he almost killed the guy in a match. So like, you know, then just like every time he went out for WWE, he lost. I don't know. And it's like, so give the guy a bit of credit. Like maybe he'll go out. Like I can see him going out, going against Cody or. You know, like I do agree right now. It's the Darby Allen thing is stale. It was kind of like the Game of Thrones, the snow coming down, winter's coming. Like that that was cool. Like three or four times it came out. Then it's like, all right, do something. So, you know, they just got to get him going. Like I can see him, Brian Cage is kind of edging towards maybe a, a, a face turn. Sting might, you know, team up with him. You know, it's sad to say, but like he's glorified manager right now at this point but and i do agree with the bad stuff guys it is it is terrible but at the same time someone's writing that shit for him it's not him deciding to say i'm no. using my control like back in wcw and saying you know sting gotta be the big man they're making him out to be this guy so i don't know i don't even understand why they can't have him transition more like there's people there that he legit has history with there in the company yeah. like holly and Aaron. I mean, they could do something outside of him and Derby, but they just don't. <laughs> and Christian, even. I mean, you know, they worked together in TNA and Impact, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Totally forgot oh. about Christian. I don't know. I think <laughs> he's an afterthought to me. <laughs> what was uh, what was that terrible WCW stable towards the end? Uh, Millionaire's Club? Yeah. Are we seeing the Millionaire's Club reform in AEW? Yeah, we'll get Samoa Joe in there. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the main event mafia? No, there was a. There was another. There was a millionaires club too. Oh, okay. Short lived, like didn't last. Yeah, it was like Savage and Hogan and DDP yeah. and yeah, Seed awesome. and a couple of others. I, all I, <laughs> all I can remember that was Hulk Hogan wearing a white white wife beater with cut off jeans and and throw. Uh, Billy Kidman into a dumpster. Oh, yeah. That was the time when Kidman was waiting Hogan, right? Right. Yeah. And that, was, that is like the only thing I remember from like that whole, you know. So. <laughs> that was when uh, Above Average, my favorite uh, nickname Mike, all Sanders. Mike Sanders was yeah. the commissioner and the new blood was coming and stuff. That was laughable. <laughs> but as bad as it was, man, I like going back and watching the old shitty 2000, 2000 early 2001 WCW. Oh, my Eric, God, yes. It's so <laughs> bad, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. It's like a car wreck. Oh, yeah. It, it was, it's good to see, like, the talent that actually came through. Like, you look at you look at how Booker T just shone. Now, G.I. Bro didn't, but, you no. know, <laughs> you know, but, like, Towards the end there, like how, like the five, you know, where he got all the WCW champion cha championships and, you know, like there was some good from it. There wasn't much, but there was a little bit of it. <laughs> there was some there. Right. <laughs> uh, last uh, topic I'm going to throw out there for you guys outside the ring. What are you guys watching? Uh, anyone watching the A&E, not AEW, A&E biography or the WWE Hidden Treasure shows? 
Yes, I watched absolutely. the first episode of Hidden Treasures. That was with the one with Mick Foley. I thought that one was pretty good. As good as one of these reality shows can be. <laughs> Who's in the second one? Undertaker and Kane. Oh, okay. Interesting. I haven't uh, I haven't watched the uh, Hidden Treasure show, but I did watch the Stone Cold uh, biography, and I did watch the Piper one there the other night that was on. Anyone catch the Piper one? Yeah, no, it's really good, one, Harry. I thought I thought it was, uh, you know, good. They, they, you know, they told a lot of the same stories and that, but it was a kind of a different take on it. I don't really know if they need to do that whole Vince McMahon fake phone call with Piper in Hell. I don't know if they need to that do was, that. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> that, that felt a little uncomfortable to me, but yeah, it was odd. It was like, are right, well, we watching this? What the fuck? That was the only way we would make it was if that had, that was in this like Vince's people don't realize he's a he's an insane dude man yeah, okay, I bet <laughs> that's that's a whole other podcast yeah, yeah. That's I'm a, excited for Dark Side of the Rings return uh, oh, yeah yeah soon. I can't wait uh, that show is amazing <laughs> you watch May, uh, May 6th Brian yeah. Hillman episode is the premiere episode. It's actually online right now if anyone wanted to go and uh, get oh, a preview. Okay. Uh, I know what I'll be doing now. <laughs> yeah, the, the first part, because I think it's two parts. Ooh. Okay, I haven't... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go look for that, for yeah. sure. So check watch it out on the Vice. Watch that after this, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's on the Vice website, maybe, or Vice app, or whatever it is. So yeah, cool. it's out there. But uh, anyone watch Young Rock? I have been watching Young Rock, actually. So, What's your thoughts, man? It's not bad. I mean, it's a lot of the same like stories that I've heard of Rock tell like over the years. And I thought that the the actors that they got to play like Savage and Andre and stuff like that are pretty good. Not um, bad. Not bad. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know a whole lot of the history behind what actually happened with the rest of their family in Hawaii and their wrestling company after, but it seems like there's some shady stuff going on. Like yeah. in the last most recent episode, they called the FBI on his grandmother or something. So yeah. I don't know how that'll turn out, but I mean, it's pretty entertaining. Um, I'm kind of scared that at the end of the season, that the rock will declare himself as an actual presidential candidate. Yeah, <laughs> His yeah, estimate yeah. seems like it's being targeted. Well, it's been renewed for a second season. I read that today. Yeah. Oh, really? Was. Okay. Yeah. It's it's entertaining. I mean, it's good for you know twenty minutes of you know a few laughs and a bit of history just want, of wrestling. I just wonder where you mentioned about the guys who they got to play like Savage and like Andre. I wonder if they're the same guys who are all grainy in that when they're doing Dark Side of the Ring. I wonder if they got those guys. Like, uh, <laughs> if, they're, like if they're the same guys. The fake guys in the background. <laughs> I don't know. The Savage was kind of chintzy, uh, I think. Uh, it looked kind of like someone from like E! True Hollywood Story kind of thing or one of those uh, <laughs> Lifetime movies, maybe. But uh, the show overall is pretty good. There's only yeah. one, like it's split up. If anyone hasn't watched it, it's split up. It's like the younger rock, the, like the little kid, uh, the teenage one, and then like the, the college football rock. Yeah. So there's three different rocks. And they split up the episodes and different themes and different storylines of those three rocks. But I'm not really enjoying the one with the, the Miami football or the, the college football one. I'm not a big fan of that rock. But the mm-hmm. younger one I really like. And the, the middle one's pretty good. But the, the older rock, not a big fan. Not a fan of those episodes. The big thing yeah. is with big thing with that is the Miami uh, hurricane. Like in college football, the U is just massive. Like so they're trying to. They're trying to appeal just to a different 
you know, they're trying to, I guess, more to the sports generation with that or just to the college football fans and, you know, what side of that life, I guess. Cover all aspects of his life. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, overall, I thought it's a pretty good show. I wouldn't, uh, you know, watch He's every single episode. But at the same time, it's pretty enjoyable. To Anything wrestling related is pretty cool. Yeah, I had no idea that, you know, The Rock's mother was going to go to Star Search and that she was, you know, an entertainer and stuff. I thought that was pretty interesting. And I find it interesting to watch the guy who plays Rocky Johnson at different he's stages good, of his career. I think, I think he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he actually, you know, he really does look like Rocky Johnson in some of the photos of I've seen. Yeah. It's pretty cool. For sure. Uh, yeah. So honestly, I'm going to wrap it up because I am getting a message that's telling me to upgrade to Pro. I don't know what the. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they let you do 40 minutes for free at a time. On, on 40? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we're going to set the limit at well, guys, the, uh, that's, that's the length of our show, then, I guess. The length. Yeah, we're I guess about, so. We've got about two to three minutes. So uh, I'm going to go around the board. And uh, quickly, you got a minute each. Uh, tell me what when you first started watching wrestling, what your first real uh, memories of wrestling was. Quickly. <laughs> Harry, you can start it off, buddy. Uh, well, I'll be honest. Um Corey over there exposed me to wrestling at a very young age uh, there. We would get up every Saturday morning about 3.30, watch UWF. That's when I watched Sting bring out RoboCop, and it blew my mind. And uh, I was like, yeah, I think I can watch this. I think I'm good. You got hooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. And, of course, WWF, well, that night when they switched Hebners, I I cursed. I was only young, but I was very – I was very vocal about it at one o'clock in the morning with Saturday night's main event. <laughs> Corey, what about yeah. you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started watching wrestling probably, oh God, about 40 years ago. I uh, started off watching, like Harry said, UWF, uh, the Herb Abrams one, uh, and the early you know, NWA matches and WCW and things like that as it evolved over time. Used to get up in the middle of the night and watch WCW when it came on like 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it used to be NWA and then Glow came on right after. And Glow day. came on right after. Spotlight yeah. was on uh, way before. Yeah, I used to watch all of those. Yeah. Um, and then we moved on kind of from there. Um, I think just the stories. I, I think my first match I think I ever watched on television was the Midnight Express versus the Fantastics, I think, when they were fighting over the United States Championships. And I was just hooked. Uh, I don't know what it was about it, but they were flying all over the place and looked like they were beating the crap out of each other. And then there was Cornette, like, mouthing off at people and hitting them with a racket and stuff. And I was just hooked ever since. So 40 years later, you're still watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Brett? You got about a minute? Yeah, so for me, it was actually, uh, you know, I... I grew up, um, which for my experience was the LJN figures from my older cousins and actually the, the hostess stickers. I remember that. Yeah. So I was really like, I'm a bit younger than you guys. So, uh, now I grew up like in the Hulk Hogan era, so on and so forth. But like when wrestling was in his real peak in the early eighties, I was only a little kid. So I, you know, I remember a cousin let me stay up and watch Saturday night, uh, main event. And it was, um, I think Honky Tonk versus I can't remember Macho Man or something like you know barely kind of remember. Yeah. But the more the memories were were the more the memorabilia, the toys like 
I remember like those thumb figures. Like I just was infatuated with. And then that, like I remember, I had a pretty good collection of, uh, of having things, but with being a lot younger, just because I had so much older cousins, and so that that was kind of my thing. And then, of course, you know, just like Hulk Hogan was the thing. Like, geez, when you're a kid, man, that song. guys sorry about that a little uh technical difficulty yet again but uh we'll get through it uh anyway that was the second episode of the wrestling shed live maybe just wrestling shed party i don't know we'll see we'll figure it out but anyway i want to thank my guests uh brett butler Corey weir and uh harry weir of course this week um hopefully we'll be back next week we will be back next week with uh some new guests hopefully and uh a lot more to talk about thanks for tuning in uh obviously you're following us on uh facebook if you're in the wrestling shed group here uh also follow us on youtube we have a little uh fun there we got some fun playlists and some stuff i was going up there and uh, also uh, check us out on Twitter. Well, it's got some polls and some uh, pics and fun videos and stuff like that coming up on there. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, checking us out. And we'll be back next week.